Chapter Twelve, Part Three, of a short account of the history of mathematics. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This reading is by Paul King, pjk.scripps.mit.edu forward slash pkj. A short account of the history of mathematics by W. W. Rouse Ball. Chapter 12, Part 3. The Mathematics of the Renaissance, 1450-1637. Vieta. Franciscus Vieta, François Viette born in 1540 at Fontenay near La Rochelle and died in Paris in 1603. He was brought up as a lawyer and practiced for some time at the Parisian bar. He then became a member of the provincial parliament in Brittany, and finally in 1580, through the influence of the Duc de Rohan, he was made Master of Requests, an office attached to the parliament at Paris. The rest of his life was spent in the public service. He was a firm believer in the divine right of kings, and possibly a zealous Catholic. After 1580 he gave up most of his leisure to mathematics, though his great work in Artem Analyticum Isagoge, in which he explained how algebra could be applied to the solution of geometrical problems, was not published till 1591. His mathematical reputation was already considerable when one day the ambassador from the Low Countries remarked to Henry the Fourth that France did not possess any geometricians capable of solving a problem which had been propounded in fifteen ninety three by his countryman Adrian Romanus to all the mathematicians of the world and which required the solution of an equation of the forty fifth degree. The king thereupon summoned Vieta and informed him of the challenge. Vieta saw that the equation was satisfied by a chord of a circle of unit radius, which subtends an angle 2 pi over 45 at the center, and in a few minutes he gave back to the king two solutions of the problem written in pencil. In explanation of this feat, I should add that Vieta had previously discovered how to form the equation connecting sine n theta with sine theta and cos theta. Vieta, in his turn, asked Romanus to give the geometrical construction to describe a circle which should touch three given circles. This was the problem which Apollonius had treated in his De Tactionibus, a lost book which Vieta at a later time conjecturally restored. Romanus solved the problem with the aid of the conic sections, but failed to do it by Euclidean geometry. Vieta gave a Euclidean solution which so impressed Romanus that he travelled to Fontenay, where the French court was then settled, to make Vieta's acquaintance an acquaintanceship which rapidly ripened into a warm friendship. Henry was much struck with the ability shewn by Vieta in this matter. The Spaniards had at the time a cipher containing nearly 600 characters which was periodically changed and which they believed to be impossible to decipher. A despatch having been intercepted, the king gave it to Vieta and asked him to try to read it and find the key to the system. Vieta succeeded, and for two years the French used it greatly to their profit in the war which was then raging. So convinced was Philip II that the cipher could not be discovered, that when he found his plans known, he complained to the Pope that the French were using sorcery against him. 
contrary to the practice of the Christian faith. Vieta wrote numerous works on algebra and geometry. The most important are In Artem Atalyticum Isigoge, Tours 1591, The Supplementum Geometriae, and a collection of geometrical problems, Tours 1593, and the De Numerosa Potestatum Resolutione, Paris, 1600. All of these were printed for private circulation only, but they were collected by F. Van Schooten and published in one volume at Leiden in 1646. Vieta also wrote the De Equationum Recognitione et Emendatione, which was published after his death in 1615 by Alexander Anderson. The Inartem is the earliest work on symbolic algebra. It also introduced the use of letters for both known and unknown quantities, a notation for the powers of quantities, and enforced the advantage of working with homogeneous equations. To this, an appendix called Logiste Speciosa was added on addition and multiplication of algebraical quantities and on the powers of a binomial up to the sixth. Vieta implies that he knew how to form the coefficients of these six expansions by means of the arithmetical triangle as Tartaglia had previously done. But Pascal was the first to give the general rule for forming it for any order which is equivalent to saying that he could write down the coefficients of x in the expansion 1 plus x quantity to the power n if those in the expansion of 1 plus x quantity to the power n minus 1 were known. Newton was the first to give the general expression for the coefficient of x raised to the power p in the expansion of 1 plus x quantity to the power n. Another appendix known as Zetetica on the solution of equations was subsequently added to the inartem. The in Artem is memorable for two improvements in algebraic notation which were introduced here, though it is probable that Vieta took the idea from both other authors. One of these improvements was that he denoted the known quantities by the consonants B, C, D, etc., and the unknown quantities by the vowels A, E, I, etc., Thus, in any problem, he was able to use a number of unknown quantities. In this particular point, he seems to have been forestalled by Jordanus and Stifel. The present custom of using the letters at the beginning of the alphabet, A, B, C, to represent known quantities, and those toward the end, X, Y, Z, to represent the unknown quantities, was introduced by René Descartes in 1637. The other improvement was this. To this time it had been the custom to introduce new symbols to represent the square, cube, and so on of quantities which had already occurred in the equations. Thus if R or N stood for X, ZC or Q stood for X squared, and C or K for X cubed, etc. So long as this was the case, the chief advantage of algebra was that it afforded a concise statement of results every statement of which was reasoned out. But when Vieta used A to denote the unknown quantity x, he sometimes employed A quadratus A cubus to represent x squared and x cubed, which at once shewed the connection between the different powers. And later, the successive powers of A were commonly denoted by the abbreviations AQ, AC, AQQ, etc. Thus, 
Vieta would have written the equation 3ba squared minus da plus a cubed equals z as b3 in a quadrature minus d plano in a plus a cubo equature z solido. It will be observed that the dimensions of the constants b, d, and z are chosen so as to make the equation homogeneous. This is characteristic of all his work. It will also be noticed that he does not use a sign for equality. In fact, the particular sign equals, which we use to denote equality, was employed by him to represent the difference between. Vieta's notation is not so convenient as that previously used by Bombelli and Stevinus, but it was more generally adopted. Occasional instances of an approach to index notation, such as a to the power q, are said to occur in Vieta's works. These two steps were almost essential to any further progress in algebra. In both of them, Vieta had been forestalled, but it was his good luck in emphasizing their importance to be the means of making them generally known at a time when opinion was ripe for such an advance. The De Equatonium Recognitione et Emendatione is mostly on the theory of equations. Vieta here shewed that the first member of an algebraical equation phi of x equals zero could be resolved into linear factors and explained how the coefficients of x could be expressed as functions of the roots. He also indicated how from a given equation another could be obtained whose roots were equal to those of the original increased by a given quantity or multiplied by a given quantity, and he used this method to get rid of the coefficients of x in a quadratic equation and of the coefficient of x squared in a cubic equation, and was thus enabled to give the general algebraic solution of both. His solution of a cubic equation is as follows. First, reduce the equation to the form x cubed plus 3a squared x equals 2b cubed. Next, let x equal a squared over y minus y, and we get y to the sixth plus 2b cubed y cubed equals a to the sixth, which is a quadratic in y cubed. Hence, y can be found, and therefore x can be determined. His solution of a biquadratic is similar to that known as Ferrari's. He first got rid of the term involving x cubed, thus reducing the equation to the form x to the fourth plus a squared x squared plus b cubed x equals c to the power four. He then took the terms involving x squared and x to the right-hand side of the equation and added x squared y squared plus a quarter y to the fourth to each side so that the equation became quantity x squared plus half y squared all squared equals x squared multiplied by the quantity y squared minus a squared subtract b cubed x plus a quarter y to the fourth plus c to the fourth. He then chose y so that the right hand side of this equality is a perfect square. Substituting this value of y, he was able to take the square root of both sides and thus obtain two quadratic equations for x, each of which can be solved. The De Numerosa Potestatum Resolutione deals with the numerical equations. 
in this a method of approximating to the values of positive roots is given but it is prolix and of little use though the principle which is similar to that of newton's rule is correct negative roots are uniformly rejected this work is hardly worthy of vieta's reputation vieta's trigonometrical researches are included in various tracts which are collected in schutten's edition besides some trigonometrical tables he gave the general expression for the sine or chord of an angle in terms of the sine and cosine of its submultiples delambre considers this as the completion of the arab system of trigonometry we may take it then that from this time the results of elementary trigonometry were familiar to mathematicians vieta also elaborated the theory of right-angled spherical triangles among vieta's miscellaneous tracts will be found a proof that each of the famous geometrical problems of the trisection of an angle and the duplication of the cube depends on the solution of a cubic equation there are also some papers connected with an angry controversy with clavius in fifteen ninety four on the subject of the reformed calendar in which vieta was not well advised vieta's works on geometry are good but they contain nothing which requires mention here he applied algebra and trigonometry to help him in investigating the properties of figures he also as i have already said laid great stress on the desirability of always working with homogeneous equations so that if a square or a cube were given it should be denoted by expressions like a squared or b cubed but not by terms like m or n which do not indicate the dimensions of the quantities they represent he had a lively dispute with scaliger on the latter publishing a solution of the quadrature of the circle and succeeded in shewing the mistake into which his rival had fallen he gave a solution of his own which as far as it goes is correct and stated that the area of a square is to that of the circumscribing circle as the square root of a half times the square root of the quantity a half plus the square root of a half multiplied by the quantity in brackets the square root of a half plus the quantity square root of a half plus the square root of a half end of quantity ad infinitum this is one of the earliest attempts to find the value of pi by means of an infinite series he was well acquainted with the extant writings of the greek geometricians and introduced the curious custom which during the seventeenth and eighteenth centuries became fashionable of restoring lost classical works he himself produced a conjectural restoration of de tactionibus of apollonius gerard vieta's results in trigonometry and the theory of equations were extended by albert gerard a dutch mathematician who was born in lorraine in fifteen ninety and died in sixteen thirty three in sixteen twenty six gerard published at the hague a short treatise on trigonometry to which were appended tables of the values of the trigonometrical functions this work contains the earliest use of the abbreviations sin sin tan tan and sec sec for sine tangent and secant 
the supplemental triangles in a spherical trigonometry are also discussed and seem to have been discovered by gerard independently of vieta and he also gave the expression for the area of the spherical triangle in terms of the spherical excess this was discovered independently by calivari in sixteen twenty seven gerard brought out an edition of marlroz's geometry with considerable additions gerard's chief discoveries are contained in his invention nouvelle en algebra published at amsterdam in sixteen twenty nine this contains the earliest use of brackets a geometrical interpretation of the negative sign the statement that the number of roots in an algebraical equation is equal to its degree the distinct recognition of imaginary roots and probably implies also a knowledge that the first member of an algebraical equation phi of x equals zero could be resolved into linear factors gerard's researches were unknown to most of his contemporaries and exercised no appreciable influence on the development of mathematics the invention of logarithms by napier of Merchistown in sixteen fourteen and their introduction into england by briggs and others have already been mentioned in chapter eleven napier john napier was born in Merchistown in fifteen fifty and died on april fourth sixteen seventeen he spent most of his time on the family estate near edinburgh and took an active part in the political and religious controversies of the day the business of his life was to shew that the pope was the antichrist but his favorite amusement was the study of mathematics and science as soon as the use of exponents became common in algebra the introduction of logarithms would naturally follow but napier reasoned out that the result without the use of any symbolic notation to a system and the invention of logarithms was so far from being a sudden inspiration that it was the result of efforts of many years with a view to abbreviate the processes of multiplication and division it is likely that napier's attention may have been partly directed to the desirability of facilitating computations by the stupendous arithmetical efforts of some of his contemporaries who seem to have taken a keen pleasure in surpassing one another in the extent to which they carried out multiplications and divisions the trigonometrical tables by reticus which were published in fifteen ninety six and sixteen thirteen were calculated in a most laborious way vieta himself delighted in arithmetical calculations which must have taken hours or days of hard work and of which the results often served no useful purpose l van Kulen, fifteen thirty nine to sixteen ten practically devoted his life to finding a numerical approximation to the value of pi finally in sixteen ten obtaining it correct to thirty-five places of decimals while to cite one more instance p a cataldi fifteen forty eight to sixteen twenty six who is chiefly known for his invention in sixteen thirteen of the form of continued fractions though he failed to establish any of their properties must have spent years in numerical calculations in regard to napier's other work i may again mention that in his rhabdologia published in sixteen seventeen he introduced an improved form of rod by the use of which 
the product of two numbers can be found in a mechanical way they can also be used for finding the quotient of one number by another he also invented two other rods called virgule by which the square and the cube roots can be extracted i should add that in spherical trigonometry he discovered certain formulae known as napier's analogies and also enunciated a rule of circular parts for the solution of right-angled spherical triangles briggs the earliest table of common logarithms was constructed by briggs and published in sixteen seventeen henry briggs was born near halifax in fifteen fifty six he was educated at st john's college cambridge and took his degree in fifteen eighty one and obtained a fellowship in fifteen eighty eight he was elected to the gresham professorship of geometry in fifteen ninety four and in sixteen nineteen became civilian professor at oxford a chair which he held until his death on january twenty sixth sixteen thirty one it may be interesting to add that the chair of geometry founded by sir thomas gresham in fifteen ninety six was the earliest professorship of mathematics established in great britain some twenty years earlier sir henry saville had given at oxford open lectures on greek geometry and geometricians and in sixteen nineteen he endowed the chairs of geometry and astronomy in that university which are still associated with his name both in london and at oxford briggs was the first occupant of the chair of geometry he began his lectures at oxford with the ninth proposition of the first book of euclid that being the furthest point to which saville had been able to carry his audiences at cambridge the lucasian chair was established in sixteen sixty three the earliest occupants being barrow and newton the almost immediate adoption through Europe of logarithms for astronomical and other calculations was mainly the work of Briggs. Amongst others, he convinced Kepler of the advantages of Napier's discovery, and the spread of the use of logarithms was rendered more rapid by the zeal and reputation of Kepler, who by his tables of 1625 and 1629 brought them into vogue in Germany while Calvillieri in 1624 and Edmund Wingate in 1626 did similar service for Italian and French mathematicians respectively. Harriet. Thomas Harriet, born at Oxford in 1560 and died in London on July 2nd, 1621, did a great deal to extend and codify the theory of equations the early part of his life was spent in america with sir walter raleigh while there he made the first survey of virginia and north carolina the maps of these being subsequently presented to queen elizabeth on his return to england he settled in london and gave up most of his time to mathematical studies the majority of the propositions i have assigned to vietta are to be found in harriet's writings but it is uncertain whether they were discovered by him independently of vietta or not in any case it is probable that vietta had not fully realized all that was contained in the propositions he had enunciated the full consequences of these with numerous extensions and systematic exposition of the theory of equations were given by harriet in his artis analyticae praxis 
which was first printed in 1631. The praxis did not differ essentially from a good modern textbook. It is far more analytical than any algebra that preceded it and marks a great advance in both symbolism and notation it was widely read and proved one of the most powerful instruments in bringing analytical methods into general use harriet was i believe the earliest writer who realized the advantage to be obtained by taking all of the terms of an equation to one side of it he was the first to use angle bracket signs to denote greater than and less than when he denoted the unknown quantity by a, he represented a squared by a a, a q by a a a, and so on. This is a distinct improvement on Vieta's notation. The same symbolism was used by Wallace as late as 1685, but concurrently with the modern index notation, which was introduced by Descartes. Extracts from some of the other writings of Harriet were published by Rigaud in 1833. Autred. Among those who contributed to the general adoption in England of those various improvements and additions to algorism and algebra was William Autred, who was born at Eton on March 5, 1574, and died at his vicarage of Albury in Surrey on June 30, 1660. It is usually said that the cause of his death was the excitement and delight which he experienced at hearing the House of Commons had voted the King's return. But a recent critic adds that it should be remembered that by way of excuse that he, Autred, was then eighty-six years old. Autred was educated at Eton and King's College, Cambridge, of the latter of which colleges he was a fellow and for some time a mathematical lecturer. His Clavis Mathematica, published in 1631, is a good systematic textbook on arithmetic, and it contains practically all that was then known on the subject. In this work, he introduced the symbol times for multiplication, and the symbol double colon in proportion, previously to this time a proportion such as a colon b equals c colon d was usually written as a minus sign b minus sign c minus sign d but he denoted it by a dot b colon colon c dot d wallace says that some found fault with the book on account of the style but that they only displayed their own incompetence for otred's words would be always full but not redundant pell makes a somewhat similar remark Autred also wrote a treatise on trigonometry, published in 1657, in which abbreviations for sine, cosine, etc. were employed. This was really an important advance, but the works of Girard and Autred, in which they were used, were neglected and soon forgotten, and it was not until Euler reintroduced the contractions for the trigonometrical functions that they were generally adopted. We may say roughly that henceforth elementary arithmetic, algebra, and trigonometry were treated in a manner which is not substantially different from that now in use, and that the subsequent improvements introduced were additions to the subjects then known, and not a rearrangement of them on new foundations. The Origins of the More Common Symbols in Algebra 
it may be convenient if i collect here in one place the scattered remarks i have made on the introduction of the various symbols of the more common operations in algebra the latter greeks and the hindus and jordanus indicated addition by mere juxtaposition it will be observed that this is still the custom in arithmetic where for example two and a half stands for two plus one half the italian algebraists when they gave up expressing every operation in words at full length and introduced syncopated algebra usually denoted plus by its initial letter p or a line being sometimes drawn through the letter to shew that it was a symbol of operation and not a quantity but the practice was not uniform pacioli for example sometimes denoted it by p with a bar on top and sometimes by e and tartaglia commonly denoted it by the greek letter phi the german and english algebraists on the other hand introduced the sign plus almost as soon as they used algorism but they spoke of it as signum editorium and employed it only to indicate excess they also used it in the sense referred to previously widman used it as an abbreviation for excess in fourteen eighty nine by sixteen thirty it was part of the recognized notation of algebra and was used as a symbol of operation subtraction was indicated by diophantus as an inverted and truncated greek letter phi the hindus denoted it by a dot the italian algebraists when they introduced syncopated algebra generally denoted minus by m big capital m or lowercase m a line being sometimes drawn through the letter but the practice was not uniform Pacioli, for example, denoting it sometimes by M with a bar over it, and sometimes by DE for Demptus. The German and English algebraists introduced the present symbol by which they described signum subtractorum. It is most likely that the vertical bar in the symbol for plus was superimposed on the symbol for minus to distinguish the two in origin both symbols were probably mercantile marks it may be noticed that pacioli and tartaglia found the sign minus already used to denote a division a ratio or a proportion indifferently the present sign was in general use by about the year sixteen thirty and was then employed as a symbol of operation Autred in sixteen thirty one used the sign times to denote multiplication Harriet in 1631 denoted the operation by a dot. Descartes in 1637 indicated it by juxtaposition. I am not aware of any symbols for it which were in previous use. Leibniz in 1686 employed the sign an inverted semicircle facing down to denote multiplication and an semicircle facing up to denote division division was ordinarily denoted by the arab way of writing quantities in the form of a fraction by means of a line drawn between them in any of the forms a minus b a slash b or a over b autred in sixteen thirty one employed a dot to denote either division or a ratio i do not know when the colon was first introduced to denote a ratio but it occurs in a work by Clariot published in 1760. 
I believe that the then current symbol for division, with a dash inside a colon, is only a combination of the dash and the colon. It was used by John Hendrick Run at Zurich in 1659 and John Pell in London in 1668. The current symbol for equality was introduced by record in 1557. Zeilander in 1575 denoted it by two parallel vertical lines, but in general, till the year 1600, the word was written at length, and from then until the time of Newton, say about 1680, it was more frequently represented by an alpha or a reverse alpha than by any other symbol. Each of these latter signs were used as a contraction for the first two letters of the word equalis. I may add that Vieta, Schutten, and others employed the sign equals to denote the difference between. Thus, A equal sign B meant with them what we denote by A minus B. The symbol double colon to denote proportion or by the equality of two ratios was introduced by Autred in 1631 and it was brought into common use by Wallace in 1686. There is no object in having a symbol to indicate equality of two ratios which is different from that used to indicate equality of other things and it is better to replace it by the sign equals. The sign right angle bracket for is greater than and the sign left angle bracket for is less than were introduced by harriet in sixteen thirty one but autred simultaneously invented different symbols for greater than less than and these latter were frequently used until the beginning of the eighteenth century e g by barrow the symbol equal sign with a stroke through it for is not equal to a right angle bracket with a stroke through it for is not greater than and a left angle bracket with a stroke through it for is not less than are of recent introduction the vinculum was introduced by vieta in fifteen ninety one and the brackets were first used by gerard in sixteen twenty nine the different methods of representing the power to which a magnitude was raised have already been briefly alluded to the earliest known attempt to frame a symbolic notation was made by Bombelli in 1572 when he represented an unknown quantity by one inside a, an upturned semicircle and its square by two inside an upturned semicircle and its cube by a three inside an upturned semicircle, etc. In 1586, Stevenus used one written inside a circle two written inside a circle, three written inside a circle in a similar way, and suggested, though he did not use a corresponding notation for fractional indices. In 1591 Vieta improved on this by denoting the different powers of A by A, A quad, A cub, etc., so that he could indicate the powers of different magnitudes. Harriet, in 1631, further improved on Vieta's notation by writing AA for A squared, AAA for A cubed, etc. And this remained in use for 50 years concurrently with the index notation. In 1634, P. Herigonus, in his Cursus Mathematicus, published in five volumes at Paris in 1634 to 1637, wrote AA2A3 for a a squared a cubed 
the symbol surd to denote the square root was first introduced by rudolph in fifteen twenty six a similar notation had been used by bakshara the idea of using exponents to mark the power to which a quantity was raised was used was due to descartes and was introduced by him in sixteen thirty seven but he used only positive integral indices a to the one a squared a cubed and so on wallace in sixteen fifty nine explained the meaning of negative fractional indices in expressions such as x to the power of minus one or x to the power of two-thirds etc the latter conception having been foreshadowed by oresmus and perhaps by stevenus finally the idea of an index unrestricted in magnitude such as the n in the expansion of a to the power n i believe is due to newton and was introduced by him in connection with the binomial theorem in the letters for leibniz written in sixteen seventy six the symbol eight written sideways for infinity was first employed by wallace in sixteen fifty five in his arithmetica infinitorum but does not occur again until seventeen thirteen when it is used in james bernoulli's ars conjectandi the sign was sometimes employed by the romans to denote to number one thousand and it has been conjectured that this led to its being applied to represent any very large number there are but few special symbols in trigonometry i may however add here the following note which contains all that i have been able to learn on the subject the current sexagesimal division of angles is derived from the babylonians through the greeks the babylonian unit angle was the angle of an equilateral triangle following their usual practice this was divided into sixty equal parts or degrees a degree was subdivided into sixty equal parts or minutes and so on the word sine was used by regiomantus and was derived from the arabs the terms secant and tangent were introduced by thomas fink born in denmark in fifteen sixty one and died in sixteen forty six in his geometriae rotundae bale fifteen eighty three and the word cosecant i believe was first used by rheticus in his opus palatinum fifteen ninety six the terms cosine and cotangent were first employed by e gunter in his canon trigularum london sixteen twenty the abbreviations sin sin tan tan sec for secant were used in sixteen twenty six by albert gerard and those of cos cos and cot for cotangent by otred in sixteen fifty seven but these contractions did not come into general use till euler reintroduced them in seventeen forty eight the idea of trigonometrical functions originated with john bernoulli and this view of the subject was elaborated in seventeen forty eight by euler in his introductio in analysin infinitorum end of section sixteen recording by paul king pjk.scripts.mit.edu forward slash pkj